0: Okay, today's stuff is Daph Yud, and the Gemara discusses, continues in the Mishnah, where we're discussing the unique thing about Tiltan. The so Tiltan, we said, is this fenugreek, it's not really considered human food, it was really animal food, it's, that, that's like really Karshinim, but Tiltan was also sort of not really human food either. And we said that they should be eaten immature. Now, which is interesting, is that we, at the time, we bought two different explanations of the Mishnah. And Marfulda says, you have to eat them while they're lach. You cannot leave them until they grow, right, Till they grow up, and then they won't be edible anymore. However, the Gemara says, is the keini matnita, you should read it as muteret lechol meaning avada, you can eat it when it grows, but you're allowed to eat it even eat it when it's immature. And that seems to fit with the explanation of Reb Chaim, we said yesterday, they're talking about when you replanted it, and even though you're eating it when it's immature, when it's young, it's not considered wasting mass of That fits a lot better. Okay, and it's interesting because the Mara notes that. He says, uh, I'll read your Mara Fulda inside. So this is like the way Rav Chaim explained it. So now Rav Fulda does explain Rav Chaim did. But the way he explained the Mishnah, which was that it's you, you um, must eat at Simchonim, not you can eat at Simchonim, which is not the way Yoshalmi explains it. He says that's the way the Ba'at and the Rabbam explain the Mishnah, which is uh, good. In other words, the way Reb Chaim was explaining is like Yerushalmi, which seems to make sense. Okay, now we ask a question. May benei Now, the question is, it's because we saw when it came to the Machloka Beit Shammah Beit Hillel. Beit Beit Hillel says when it comes to this Truma Tiltan, the Shammai says, everything you can do in a state, you, you should, must do in a state of tari you can't make it Tamer. Except for using it as a shampoo. Okay? Because it's really not animal food, so you don't have to worry about making it. Sorry, it's really just animal food. You really don't really have to worry about making it tameh. But nonetheless, we need some sort of hecker to say, look, this is still Truma. Right? Because we treat this Truma because people eat it, Bakoshi, as we said. And therefore, and therefore, we're lenient. So therefore, we're machmir in certain aspects and lenient in the others. But Hillel says, no, call ma'aseya batuma. All you can do everything batuma except mashiriyata, except for when you soak it. Now, what the Gemara asks is, okay, what's the machloket between them? What's the machloket? Clearly, they all, they all agree that the soaking has can't, can't be done in batuma and the Khafifa can be done batuma. So what's the point of the debate? So the Gemara now says, it says sholeb It says sholeb b'nei I'm um, Rabiona. Sholeb b'nei. Rabiona says it's when you actually pull it out of the soaking. So when you take it out, can you do it with the You do it with tame hands, which would make this truma tiltan tame. So bechama Rim sholeb by T'orot, torah. Bechama says that still asibam b'tara, and bechilal says a sholeb by it has to be done with Tamehah. It can be done even with hands. So Tani, Zuhdi, Rebid Meir, Avaradiv Reb Yehuda, Reb Yehuda, I've got a writer that seems to say differently that they agree in that case. So Beit Shalmerim, Rims Ebat Tara, Chut Mechififata, Everyone has to be in the Tara, except for using this like a shampoo rubbing on one's head. Or Beit Hillel, Komaseh Ebat what? Meshiliyata. Aside from, uh, in other words, that has to be done the tahara, even drawing it out. So you see from from the water, not just soaking, but even drawing it out from the water. So you see, according to Yehuda, that everyone agrees that the drawing out of water has to be Batara. So we're left, we're back to the original question. What then is the machloka between Sharm and Hill regarding this Tiltan of trauma? So may benayon according to that understanding. So Amar of Madnaya, he says, meginah benayon. So meginah is, um, what Rebbe Chaim explains is, after you draw it out from the water, mogegota, what's mogegota? He says, that's the hainu memma'ech. You sort of squash them and, and meshafshef and rub them. You sort of crush them, rub them, kedil la sir, order to remove the klipot, the, the outer shells of it, or the outer layers. Okay. So that's the case where there's a machloket, where it says, um, so, ve'chame omri, m'ogeg says, you still have to treat with tahara and do it with taho hands, but he'll say, m'ogeg be a to meot. Okay. Let's continue. Then it says, ve'ch yerushalayim now, that was by the Karshinim. It says, Karashin once again. You can bring him inside your and then out of your again. Now, normally we say one's not allowed to take food out of your shalim, Masashini food out your shalim if it's already being brought inside. We say, Michitzoch Kolto, you can't take it out again. So we say, Kede, but why can you take it out? And as I explained to you previously, that was, Kede Lasot Isavalach Sor. Um, in, other words, in other words, the only time you can do that is in order to grind it up outside your shlaim because, says the rakhaim says, sometimes it might actually be more affordable or cheaper outside your Shalim, so you can take it out for a purpose. So in other words, this karsh, these kar- once it comes to shaleim, if there's a need to take it out, you can do so, but provided you bring it back once again. Okay. Now the Gemara says, well, that seems to be related to a debate we will see in later Mishnah." It says, Manita, we'll see later in the Machlok in the Mishnah and Rebishimah Mengamlok. Um, where, whereas everyone agrees that Ma'ot that has Krishna's Master once I go into Shalim, you can take it back out of your Shalim again. There's a Machlok at whether any Master food, once I come to your can whether you can take it outside again. Chachamim say you cannot. That's why I've been explaining to you. Rabbi Shimon, Shimon Gamliel says, look, even food that's Master food that you bring to your you can take it outside again for a, for a need. So it seems that the Gemara's suggestion is, oh, this amishah seems to likely to Rabbi Shimon Gamliel that this karshinim you can take outside your But however, we say, no, that's actually Divra Koli. Even the Chachamim would agree in this case. This is another one of the leniencies afforded to these karshinim This, this really, this animal food that's only eaten in times of famine, and that's why we give it, to Kedusha, like we give it, we treat it like truma. But again, it's really mostly, really mostly animal food. So even in this case, Chachem would agree that if these karshinim come say, they can be taken out again. That's why tivra Now, here's a point that I didn't explain well enough yesterday. If you, if you recall, Rabbi Tarfon says if you get these karshinim and they become tame, we said that Rebbe Tarfon says, you gotta, you gotta break it up and, and, and distribute it into lots of little, say, doughs or rolls. The chachamim or that can be redeemed. Okay. And we said, what's, a, well, we haven't explained why, but at the time, I think I said the reason was, is Rebbe Tarfon says, you can't podder, since this is animal food, you can't podder this food, lachilan meaning, We've got a principle when it comes to Korbanot. You don't, put a hektish in other words, you don't, if, if the only purpose of being redeeming something to feed the animals, you don't do that. So that's why Rabbi Tarafan says you cannot do that, but Chachamim says you can. But his solution then is it or it pardul is the Isiot. What does that achieve? Before we actually, uh, look at the Gemara, I want to explain that. He said there's two ways to understand it. One is that it sounds like if you put into small, tiny pieces, put it in other rolls, then you're effectively being mevatelet. You can't pot it, but what can I do? I can effectively be mevatelet. And that's kind of like way Chaim says, because then we, he says, Then you're able to eat the whole Isa that has this kashnim that were tamem inside it. However, the rush, however, explains it differently. It's not based on laws of Bittu. It's basically based on a different principle at all. Once you make it as part of these roles, then it's now animal food. No, sorry. There's no longer just animal food. It is human food because it's isot. So therefore there's no problem being potter because you're not potter to be lachilam lachlavim anymore. Okay. That's the way, that's the way the Rush explains it. But it, it seems to he, it seems to be the way the Rachai explains it it's based on laws of vital. You'll see why in a minute. It says, okay, when you're going to make it when you're going to take this karshinim that begim tameh and divide it and distribute it amongst all these roles, again, a, sm- a small amount in each. So it can't make a tamer. Then we say, it says, it can only go into roles that have karsh, that are with karsh. No, I cannot say roles. It's more dough of karshinim. It also has to be masachini as well. Why is that? I'll read Reb Chaim. He says, it has to be something like itself meaning it has to be another dough of karshinim u bilvadle isiyot shel masa sheni it has to be also mass of masersheni. it can't be in rolls of that are sorry dough of khulin or minacher another i mean achaber shel khulin o minacher beshal khulin lo why mishum de matlab rov because then it's because then you're actively going to be the Okay. also be barov, because it looks like you're deliberately trying barov, Even though that, it sounds like that's what you're kind of doing anyway. But in other words, you have to be within kashim of Shani and you can eat it at that. but otherwise it looks like you're deliberately being If it went into Hulin or if it was another min, even a Master sheni, it still looks like you're trying to actively move out of it. Whereas if you put it with otomim, somehow that appears to be okay. Okay? Let's continue. Rabbi Gurion B'shem Rabbi Yossi, ben laklavin. how do you understand why Rabbi Tarfon resists and forbids us for redeeming this Master sheni kashen bekam tameh? Normally, that's exactly what you should be doing to Master shen bekam That is because, as I explained, l'achelam um that's because you cannot redeem Hektesh if the, if the purpose which is to feed animals that's a general principle and here this Master Shani Once you redeem this Master Shani uh, Kaushinim all you're going to be doing is using it to feed animals so therefore that's why Rebbe Tarfon is against it so Amar now the flow here is explained very differently but I think it's worthwhile seeing the differences as we go along so I hope I don't overcomplicate it but I think it's worth it in this case so Amar now, the way Rebbe Chaim explains it, he says, this is a kasha. He says, Niru dvarim, Does this really make sense? <laughs> you now, this seems to be a kasha on Rebbe Tarfo, meaning, or, or the Svar, or saying saying behind Rebbe Tarfo. Because when do we say, Ein podim lachlem That's only something that from the outset was okel adam, fit for human consumption. But something that was always Something that's going to be for achilah klavim that shouldn't be a problem. Okay, that's why Rabbi Rebbe that's the way Rabbi Chaim understands. It just to be a benefit as we go along. But then Moshe actually explains, no, this is the debate between Chachamim and Rabbi Tarfon. Rabbi Tarfon forbids it because he holds it. You can't put him ketchish laachilam la, laklavim. However, what the Chachamim disagree in this case because in this case it's animal food from the outset. So there's two ways to understand what's going on here. Now, what happens is is Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yashiv asks the question. So according to Rabbi Chaim, is the second question. Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yashev he, he says, Now, here Rabbi Chaim, sorry, Rabbi Chaim goes like the guy says, Lur Rabbi Tarfon, then also big lo la klavim. According to Rabbi Tarfon, why is it according to what you're explaining Rabbi Tarfon, Why are we even discussing Master Shani that gets Tameh in Yerushalayim? Even outside your Yerushalayim, you shouldn't be potted this ma'shoshini, even if it's not tameh. Why? Because if you've got this karshinim, then a ma'shoshini, if you're going to be potted, it's also still going to be potted lachilab according to Rabbi Taraphon. So why does it, the Mishnah seems to only have the debate if it became tameh in Yerushalayim? Okay? You shouldn't be able to potted ma'shoshini, and we know when it comes to food, normally you can putter ma'shoshini. So why are, we, why are we restricting the debate there? That's what seems to be the, this second kasha. So, the vehei notei notu, uh, notu, say, nute nutume. Now, this is an interesting expression where everyone explains it differently. Cointer marafulda is an expression saying, indeed, that's a very good kasha. It's an incredibly good kasha because really, why is Rabbi, why does say Rabbi Turpin's of the in your slime that the gambthame when really outside your shalim as well? He should be cholik saying you can't put it at Master That's, that's karshanim. the paneimosh, is, is is like, it's opposite. He it says, you think that's a good kasha? No, you're right. Indeed, he would say you can't do it outside your What's the chidosh? Why is the Misha talking about inside That's a teacher shit that Meir. That's why right. it's a teacher shitamim. Okay. That even your Yerushalayim, you can uh you can pot it you would be still the opposite to of this master this master sheni, in the So again, two polar, polar opposites. That, that that sets up our extremes in the opinions. got the the, the yeah. says indeed it's almost like a Tiuvta type of thing, a really strong kasha. And then the Repetit Moshe says, it's not a lot of be because it's, low, you know, how we say in Mishnah, sometimes we focus on a particular case to stress the extent of a particular opinion. However, just for your benefit now, how does Reb Chaim understand? We want to go like Reb Chaim. He says, he says, nute, sorry, nute, nutimi, is all like, you think this is like, now he explains, first, like the Rosh Terilio, do you think, do you really think these vetches are like some ma'adanim, some nice, rest, like this beautiful, uh, some choice foods? Obviously, then, they're not. So, therefore, it's Rabbi asking the question again, like we said previously. In other words, Akasha, again, Rabbi Tarfon. These vetches are animal food from the outset. So why, again, would Rabbi Tarfon say, if we're dealing with something that from the outset is not one of these ma'adanim, so, in other words, again, which is, again, adding, if you like, or, according to repeating the first kash. Okay. That doesn't make sense, according to Rebbe because we're dealing with these choice, beautiful foods. We're dealing at the end of the day with animal food. So, what could be wrong with being put at lachilabla clavim, since it was achilabla klavim in the beginning? Okay. And finally, just for your benefit, I'll bring you the, the Gra explains uh, that he actually takes out Nutay, and his gyrsa changes as follows. He says, what does it mean, v'hu He says that actually, even though chachamim makil to saying you can poda this ma'zer she'ni karshinim that became tameh, that's only v'hu shenit Meaning, I'll read the grind side. Says says, p'ras, hada chachamim amekilinitot karshinim now which is a to poda karshinim. af ain't podim, despite the fact we're not podding normally, ha'inu davka, that's only in this case when it Tame, Avalobatorim Meaning they would agree normally with this that you can't potter them even outside your or if they were tahor because they're only makhil in the case where they became Tame and there's really nothing else to do with it. That's when I say you can, because they're makhil to say that you can uh, potted Master Okay, I hope not did to confuse you too much, but it gave you a bit of a picture to understand what was happening in this Sugya, I tried really. Understand what's going behind that Rebbe and the various kashas that are raised for him. In terms of does it extend beyond Rishlaim or not? But as you can see, there's a variety of opinions here. Okay, let's learn the Mishnah. Maut chulin You've got Maut uh, chulin and umad masersheini. So say 100, 100 coins of one and 100 coins of the other. Nit Pazru and they scatter on the floor. Ma'ashili ket and you start picking them up. Whatever you pick up initially, the first 100 coins you pick up, we say that's going to go to masersheini. Uh, actually, uh, it says la and whatever is remaining we say is chulin. However, im If however he just he scooped it all together, he didn't just pick them up one by one. It was all scooped up. He got like a shovel or something. We say In that situation, we say we look at proportionally. We say half the coins will be masasheni, half the coins will chulin. What's the nafka? And the nafka mina is let's say again it was two hundred coins in total that fell on the floor. But only you only collected 180. If you pick them up one by one, the first hundred will be master the next 80 will be Khulin, and you just lost 200. Uh, sorry, you lost lost 20 coins of chulin. However, if you scoop them all up together, then we say you have to deal with 50 50. So 90 of them would be chulin and 90 would be masas So ze If you pick it up one by one, then we say it goes to masas sheni la'lim. If they're, I mean the. As you go, the first hundred coins we said is a Ma'as but if they're all mixed up, you go to the proportional to what was initially there. Okay, Sela Shema Ha'Sheni, B'Shel Chulim, Shnit Aravoy. you got a coin of Ma'as and a coin of Chulim that got mixed together. Meviz Sela Ma'ot ve'omer Sela Shema Ha'Sheni b'chol m'akom shehi mechulalet ala Ma'ot ha'eilu. So what you do is so you've got a coin of Masasheni and a coin of full. You don't know which is which. You've got a, you a whole bunch of copper coins equal to that value. And you say, wherever the Masasheni coin is, I want going to mechalol it onto this bag of copper coins. Or borera, and then you go back to those two silver coins, pick the nicer of the two, borera te'afesh and then you transfer the Kudush from the copper coins back, onto the, Masa, uh, back onto, that, onto the silver coin you selected. Now the question is why? Why is it? Why can't you just take one of the coins and say, if this is Master Shani, then great. If not, then I'm transferring the kudushra Master Shaini from the other coin onto this coin. Why do I need the bag of copper coins in this intermediate step? And that's why it says, And that is because you normally cannot transfer, you cannot do kesef onto kesef. Reb Chaim says the love That's not considered mech- uh, being mechalal. Normally, the only way you can do it is if you're transferring from, say, silver onto copper coins. But even then, you're not allowed to do so unless you have pre- pressing circumstances. And that is because, a, either it's a bizayon or also we're scared. Copper coins really generally rust. And we'd be concerned if you transfer the Kush from silver coins onto copper coins and then it, it takes three months to go Ali the regular and not rusting and you lose it. That's why... Only in these pressing circumstances where you've got a mixture of the two silver coins, you don't know which is which, do we allow you to transfer the Kedusha onto copper coins and then back onto one of those two coins? Now it says, mm-hmm. If you've got all these silver coins, you cannot convert them onto one big gold coin. Belhil allows you. And we're going to see that the, the Gemara is going to explain that debate. However, Amarabi Kiva, the what I did, I did for Rabbi Angamala and, and Rabbi Yeshua. He's got a precedent. I transferred their kesef, their silver coins on Dinarizav. So you've got a precedent now in support of the position of Ed Hillel. Let's on the Gamara. Am Why do we say that the first this is the case of the coins that all got scattered on the ground? The hundred Master Shini coins the hundred calling coins. Why do we say the first hundred coins you pick up are Master Shini? That's Kade Le, um Le Sachger. Sheini. That's in order that the Master Shani will benefit. Shema, because in case, Shema Yavdu, Hashar, just in case, as we lose that example for 20 coins were lost in the process. And therefore, what we say, the ones you collected will therefore, if we say the first 100 coins are going to be Master Shani, then Master Shani doesn't lose out. Now, the problem is, that which you collected, might not, they're you might have picked up the holding coins, or half the holding coins, so what do you have to do? You should say then, the coins that I have in my hand, if they're not ma'as then I'm transferring the kedusha, of the coins that are still on the floor, onto these coins in my hand, to make, to ensure, that they are really Master coins. Now, one uh, one final, um, qualifying, it says as follows, <clears throat> Amar Rabbi Yona Rabbi again says, Vushili ket michan when do we say that the first hundred coins, I can say Master Shini coins, that's when you've started picking up the coins haphazardly, meaning all over the place. Aval If you were literally collecting in row by row, so you like, you, you, let's say you picked up all the ones in front of you. In that situation, that's kobalel the That's no different if you scooped it all up together at the same time. Why is that? That is because when you drop the hundred coins, uh, of chulin and dropped the coins of Masasheni in this room, they scattered and went everywhere. So that means it's Masasheni coins and Hulin coins in all manner of places. If you pick it up haphazardly, look, there is a chance you may have picked up just Masasheni coins. However, if you pick it up all in a line, you are going literally uh, like in a systematic way, then it's impossible to say that it's all Masasheni coins because the manner of which the way things fall... It's going to be, it has to be that there's going to be Master masershini coins and chulin coins in that, let's say, in that first row. So that's why, if you do it in that way, then we no longer say that. all oh, you can simply say the first, you know, hundred coins are masershini. Then we have to say whatever you collect will be assessed proportional to whatever coins were initially fell. Okay. Also, that's the shiur. Have a good Shabbos, everyone. Good Shabbos. Oh, one other thing. Sorry, I just wanted to mention. In the end of yesterday's shear, it says, um, "Remember, I said, I mean, Rabbi Yona torah.'" And I said that Rebbe Shimon seemed to be using uh, a dindra banan to stress how, how um, Master Shin is Muhammad. And I said it seemed to be an, like an observation on yesterday, Kasha. And indeed, I just looked up in the article before I went to Esh um, Kodesh and I saw the article there. It says that's, exact, that's exactly how they explain it. It's almost like the Gemara doing an observation here, which I find very interesting because I'm not sure how you see like observations. But anyway, that's what I found. All right. Just to okay. hold up this day. Okay. Right, Koltov. Thanks.